You're listening to the Well Women Podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Lee, women's cycle health educator. Together, we're normalizing periods, cracking open real body talk, and femme rising the future. I'm here to remind you that your body is amazing. You can achieve balance, and body confidence all begins with your menstrual cycle. Get ready, beautiful. You're about to learn how to confidently reconnect with your body and discover your unique flow. Welcome everyone. This is episode number 18. And today we have Victoria Redbard who's joining us. She's a somatic sexologist from the UK, but she's now kind of like an Aussie. She lives here on the Gold Coast where I'm based and she works as um, somatic sexologist. She also runs a sexuality school, Transforming Intimacy, and she believes embodied being is a way of being yourself. And she runs self-pleasure circles all over Australia and around the world. So welcome, Vic, to the Well Women podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. You're welcome. I'm very excited to learn a little bit more about like what a somatic sexologist is. But before we delve in today, share with us what day of your cycle are you on today and how are you feeling? What are you checking in with? Ah, uh, okay. Well, I just had to check up which day of my cycle I'm on on my little app because I'm using the little Clue app. Oh, um, yeah, I use Clue too. Yeah, awesome. And, um, and I'm actually thinking about going over to Daisy, so we'll see what happens with that one too. I am I'm on day 24 mm-hmm. and I'm feeling, yeah, pretty vibrant. Like I can feel like the bubbling of the new moon coming too. Mm-hmm. I'm also just feeling like quite ready to be seen today. I'm doing a lot of filming today, so I must be in the be seen part of my phase. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Oh, I love, so you're in the inner autumn phase, which is literally leading in towards um, menstruation. It's funny. This is the phase where it's very much like get things done. Like, so you've got that bustling energy, which you have, and you just mentioned. So let's delve into it. What was that? (laughs) It's a very productive week, actually. Mm -hmm. It's the, I call this the get shit done phase. (laughs) You're very logical and you're like, yeah, getting it all done. So Let's delve straight in and share with everybody what is a somatic sexologist and what does a somatic sexologist even do? Mm, thank you. Thanks for asking that. So um, the word somatic means dealing with the, the body over the mind, basically. And what, we're, what I do is actually work with people on getting them into their bodies so I have a theory that what happens is that when we are in the mind and we're trying to resolve something with the mind, we can get into this, um, it can actually be really distressing and can be really difficult to figure things out when we're working with the mind. But as soon as we bring anything into the body, it just works it out for itself. Like there's lots of research on, um, on how children work and how people work when they start to work with their hands and they're doing something with their hands rather than trying to understand something through paperwork. Mm-hmm. Um, that they actually can have clarity and understanding a lot easier. And this is because as soon as we incorporate the body, something actually changes in the mind and it just becomes a lot more like peaceful and relaxed. And that's kind of how, like I specialize in self-pleasure and this has been a lot of research over the years on um, with my clients and understanding how self-pleasure works in the body. And for me, it's like this, a lot of what I do with my clients is they come in with something that's like, um, unresolved or they're confused about and they're, or they're like got p- like pain or issues and when they go into this it's almost like the there's like the coping mechanism of whatever they had has kind of run out and then we go into the self-pleasure practice and that's kind of like this beautiful gray area where we get to like be in the medicine is what I describe it as it's like you just you are your own medicine in this moment and you take it out of your head and you just bring it into the body 
And I feel like I should share that um, self-pleasure to me is not, um, it's not masturbation. For me, like masturbation is when we go in and we're like, okay, I'm coming here for an orgasm or to um, have pleasure or arousal. Whereas Mm -hmm. pleasure is like, how can I be with my body in this moment today? I love that. Yeah. And when we, when we change that way of seeing it, it's like, we, it, it comes into almost like, all right, I'm going to set this space and this time aside to be with whatever arises in this moment rather than, right, I'm coming in here with this goal. I'm going to achieve this goal. Mm-hmm. And that completely changes the way that we are with our body. And it changes the way we are with our sexuality, you know, because so there's a lot of pressure and an understanding that when we have sex, it's got to look a certain way and it's got to be a certain way. And it's, we're doing the same thing to our self-pleasure. And as women, we are secular beings, as you've been sharing. Mm. We don't always, we're not always in that summer phase where it's going to be like hot and steamy and, and wild, you know. Sometimes it's like we need to come down to our bodies and just be with the softness of what's there. And so that's like a big part of, of my message and what I do with my clients is like once we learn how to be with exactly what's there rather than having an expectation of what we think needs to be there, it completely changes um, the whole way that we are, are comprehending our whole lives. Because it's like if once we can actually move through the body instead of trying to create everything in the mind, it like we have this this ultimate clarity that that we don't have when we're just trying to figure things out through the head. Mm, the difference between the masculine body and the feminine body are very dynamically different. Mm. <clears throat> All right, I feel, and I'm going to open this little can of worms, but I feel today there's a really big opening into self-care there's a lot of oh, self-care you know everyone it's self-care sunday you've got to make sure that you're getting your nails done and you're spending time outside and you're eating clean food and this is the day to care for yourself mm. but let's look at like what the difference is between self-care and self-pleasure because i know that a lot of people like you said link self-pleasure to something that's sexual rather than sensual so expand on the difference between the two and what you would like people to embrace as self-pleasure rather than just thinking of it as a sexual, like you said, masturbation type thing. I mean, for me, um, I feel that we are like whole beings. And so if there's not any space that I don't bring my sexual energy to or my aliveness or my eros, I might call it. Um, so, you know, if I'm doing public speaking, then I want my sex connected to me you know if I am just you know walking down the street I want my sex connected to me and what I have this experience for in in our society is that we're almost taught that like you know don't bring your sex to any scenario that's not your romantic partnership and so my encouragement is it's just like what if you just was with your body and your self-care practice and just brought all of your all of your all of you to the to the moment and let go of the expectation that your sex needs to be a certain way. You know, the, the relationship I have with my sex now is very much like whatever, however it shows up is perfect. And, you know, it's, there's no like expectation on having orgasm. There's no expectation on having arousal or pleasure or any of those pieces. And a lot of the times when I do my self-pleasure practice, I might not even touch my genitals, but it's an acknowledgement that they are, um, you know, that my sex is a part of me and that's how I feel the wholeness of who I am as a being. So I guess what I want people to take away with self-care is just like, how can you incorporate like your self-pleasure practice in any moment? You know, like I could have my self-pleasure practice on the beach because I'm not connected to like, oh, I have to go in and have an orgasm. I have to touch my genitals, mm-hmm. you know, so I, 
be with myself essentially in a, you know, on the beach and just like, and it wouldn't, you know, be offensive to anybody else that's walking around and, and it will be a place where I can, yeah, just dropping in and feeling the safety in my own body. And that's been a huge piece for me and a lot, a lot of my clients as well. It's just like anchoring that safety into the body rather than looking for safety um, outside of ourselves. So I find that like one of the biggest things is that we as women often have this story. It's just like um, when I can be in my arousal when I can be in, I can be in pleasure when I can be, have intimacy when it's like it's dependent on something outside of ourselves and for me, self-care and self-pleasure is just like, wow, the, the, the anchor of safety is right here in my body. Mm-hmm. And, and when you start to, to recognize that, like, you know, you can be with your sexual energy anywhere in the world. And ultimately, that's our life force energy. That's our aliveness. So if we're connected to that aliveness in every moment, then we get to live our life in the fullness of what it can be. And we get to have that experience. I know a lot of women talk to me about their cycles and say, you know, like I kind of just want it to be summer all year, all month round. <sighs> and, <laughs> and I totally get that. I used to be like that very, very similar to that. And for, and um, for me now, it's just like, I love every part of my cycle. Like I love the, the depth of the pleasure that I might experience in, in the winter of, of the bleed. Um, and it's a totally different experience of pleasure to what I might experience when I'm in summer phase, mm-hmm. you know, it might be more um, genital based in summer, but maybe more deep heart, like um, restorative pleasure that, you know, which is all of it's helping your nervous system. That's like the bottom line. And once our nervous systems are like strengthened by pleasure, like we can, like we can take on anything. We can do anything we want. We can get triggered by anything and be able to just come back into our bodies and allow all that, that pain to just transmute so quickly because, because we're, we're in here in our bodies rather than in our heads trying to work everything out and have the answers and, and be doing the right thing all the time. It's just like it takes away all this exhaustion of what we think we need to be doing because we're able just to come back to ourselves and the safety in, that's in our own bodies. I am loving this topic. I hope everyone who's listening is loving this topic too. I've just made so many notes that I <laughs> want to ask you like a thousand questions. It's interesting that you said about like bit learning to become safe in your body. And I feel that there's a lot of women and I came from this too, where I, I didn't really feel safe, let alone, I didn't really trust my body. And mm. you said it's about being present. And I think having pleasure comes from when you are present because you're enjoying the present moment. And something that I love to do, which has helped me embrace a little bit more of my self pleasure. And I wrote down here, you said outcome-based and I wrote down fully clothed because, because you can be out in nature. you like, for example, I just came back from America. I could be in an airport in Los Angeles with thousands of other people and still be self-pleasuring. And that's me putting in the music that I just want to jam to. I am the girl who listens to music and dances in public like mm-hmm. a silent disco <laughs> whilst I'm in the middle of the airport. And for me, that's self-pleasure. So I wanted to ask you to expand a little bit more between the masculine versus the feminine. I recently listened to the um, audio book of Enlightened Sex and I was telling a friend and they're like, oh, you listened to a whole nine hours on sex? I was like, actually, no, it was about the energy of sex. And you mentioned about sexual energy. So what is sexual energy and how does that differentiate between like your natural physical energy throughout the day? Mm-hmm. So um, the word I would use for like this, this life force energy that is just running through us all the time is Eros. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Freud did a lot of um, uh, uncovering about Eros when he was um, researching. And how he describes Eros is um, the thirst or the hunger for life. And that encompasses the drive to have sex. So it's the, so it's libido, but it's also um, like just the ability to just jump out of bed in the morning and want to engage with life. And that to me is what I would describe as, as like connecting to our, to our erotic body, to our sexual energy. It's like once we have the desire to be, to have that, that like wanting to engage with life, then we have that, that running and aliveness through our body all the time. And that to me is actually what I feel like everybody wants. Like often that's the reason why people tell me that they work with me is because like I am engaging with life. Like that is the, that's the piece that, um, that we actually want all the time. And I think one of the things that she stops us from engaging with life is our nervous system feels run down. And when our nervous system feels run down, we feel like we just have to hide from the world and we have to come back and just like stay in bed for a few days to, to recuperate. But ultimately like, it's it's actually not like a it's not actually like a physical tiredness it's actually like a a soul tiredness you know like it's like so it's when we actually are engaging with life in that way that actually feeds our soul and we and we can create that that erotic energy that's moving through us all the time but we need to be connected to pleasure and one of the problems is is that we've created so many stories around what it means to be connected to pleasure like i said we have this stuff like oh i can be in my arousal pleasure intimacy when you know, somebody allows me to have it, you know, when someone says it's okay, or like in the privacy of my own home and blah, blah, blah. It's like very much like this secret thing, this taboo, shameful thing, when actually it's like full connection to our aliveness and we can feel it in any moment, but we're like, there's some sort of this fear of it. So once we let go of the fear and we let go of the taboo and the shame, we can actually connect to that aliveness in any moment. Mm. We're in that space then we can actually you know, we can feel our aliveness all the time and we just have that thirst to just keep going and, and, you know, regenerating that, that aliveness through pleasure all the time. And this is like, well, this is kind of when it goes into like the relating piece to me. It's like this understanding of, um, you know, my se- uh, sexuality school is called new paradigm intimacy. And for me, that is not just this way of being with my body, but it's also a way of relating And that looks like, you know, how do you have like cuddles with your friends? Because that brings you pleasure, you know, and how do we hold hands with like, you know, uh, just our friends and walk down the beach because actually that brings us pleasure. Mm -hmm. We create so much meaning and stories around, you know, what that means to do those things that we don't actually allow ourselves to be in the fullness of our pleasure. And that's like being not just in the fullness of your pleasure, but being absolutely fully present. Exactly. You know, like my, my best friend who's staying with me at the moment, Amber, you know, she comes home and she's like, can I get in bed with you? Like, and it's during the day. She's like, I just really want to cuddle. And I'm like, of course, let's get in bed together. <laughs> Whereas some people, if it's taboo-ness, they're like, oh, you're like cuddled in bed. I'm like, yeah, we're fully clothed. And it's the same as hugging, standing up, but like, why not hug lying down? And for those people in your life who you're close to, it's beautiful. It really helps like ignite yourself, I say. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that you said about letting go of tabooness and shame. I wrote down like eroticness is not porn <laughs> yeah. because I feel that in the movie industry, and there's many different types of movie industries, but in the movie industry where it's really pushed that being erotic is very porn-like, but it's not like you can be erotic in the way that you dance. And that's like, I like to think of that as being bold and really bright and shiny. 
So can you expand a little bit more, Vic, on the masculine versus the feminine? Because from my, out, from my outlook, right, the masculine when it comes to self-pleasure, and this isn't males, this is just the masculine energy, that's very outcome-based. Like, okay, I'm going to masturbate to have an orgasm or I'm going to have sex with someone because I want to feel this particular outcome. Whereas, and we're taught that from schools, I feel, but when you're going from that mindset or that connection with yourself, which is where I came from into the feminine, what is that journey like? And what is the difference between the two? Cause I think there's a lot of women who don't know. Yeah. Thanks for raising that question again. Cause I got off on my tangent. No, I do that all the time. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think what I want to just voice just for the listeners is like my understanding of masculine and feminine is, um, you know, that's just words that we use that could be, we could use yin and yang. Mm-hmm. And for me, like the both in a male body, we have masculine and feminine energy. And also in a female body, we have masculine and feminine energy. And so I just want to like create that conversation that it's not about feminine, females need to be feminine, masculine, and males need to be masculine because mm-hmm. we all have this, these energies inside of us. Um, and my journey, I think like we live in quite a masculine world. We live in quite a directive, focused, penetrative, forward world. And this, the invitation I create with self-pleasure for both men and women is how do we bring that feminine energy, that more receptive energy of like what is here? And it can be really, um, it is just a mindset change piece when it comes to self-pleasure because it's like how do we drop off the um, understanding how do we drop off the understanding that we're going to not come here for to have an experience you know when we let go of goal focus it can be really jarring because we're like okay why am I here you know it's like we want this understanding like well what am I doing I need to be doing something and I feel like when we're in that doing phase like I need to do this and then I need to do that blah 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 we miss out on the present moment which is the being state. And so much is happening in the being. Like one of the things I talk about a lot is like around sex magic. And when we, if we want to call anything into our lives, like if I say like, I want to be rich or I want to be um, famous or I want a love of my life, I want to have my dream job. Like all of those things that we want is such the, um, we just, we don't really want them. We want the feeling that we're going to have when we have them. So as much as we think it's about the thing, it's actually more about the feel. <laughs> and that's, that for me is like the dis- difference between the masculine and the feminine. The masculine is like, I'm going to go out and I'm going to get the dream job. I'm going to have the dream partner. I'm going to create that. And the feminine is like, actually, I already know that I can feel that energy of feeling that I've got the dream job and, and have that experience in my body. And when you're already vibrating at that frequency of like being able to feel it in your body, it's actually so much easier to obtain it because you're already connected to the feeling. It's just like, it's so much closer to you. And that's like, that's one of the pieces that we, we create through self-pleasure is this like, we initiate ourselves into the being, into the, okay, like, you know, a lot of people get really rich and get really famous or whatever. And then they, they're like, oh, it still feels empty. I still don't feel the happiness. And that's because it's like this, this doing uh, energy of like the masculine energy was like creating and doing is missing a big piece of the being. And that receptive energy just to be able to feel in any moment and connect to that is, is really like the, the gold of the feminine and the peace that we want to be cultivating. And in a world where we need to get up out every day and do, 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 mm-hmm. it's so important to take the time to be and just remember what it feels like just to 
be with what whatever's here because oh, wow. yeah because anything that you think that you like oh, why can't i get my dream job why can't i meet the love of my life it's because we're so connected to, to the doing to the i keep doing and we're actually what we're probably missing is there's a feeling that's actually blocking us from having that thing in our life so if we sat with that feeling of I don't know, anxiety or, or deep grief or whatever's truly underneath all the masks that we're wearing in everyday society, we'd be able to just love it and have compassion for it. And, it, and that stage is when it shifts and moves through the body and it just transmits. So it's just mm-hmm. like transmuted completely out of our space. And then we're like, oh, it's really easy just to have my dream job. It's really easy to meet the love of my life because I'm already vibrating with a clear vessel. I think on that you recognize when you are in alignment and you are present and you are recognizing things and allowing you recognize what serves you and then what doesn't serve you. So saying no becomes easier because you're really just saying, actually, yes, this opportunity over here serves me better than this opportunity. Mm. Oh, we could literally talk for so long on this topic because Mm. I love it. And I love that you talk about the masculine being the yin and the yang or the, you know, the opposites attract. And it's like a really beautiful dance between the two. So thank you for touching on that. I'd love you to expand, Vic, on how self-pleasure has helped you enhance your connection as a woman with your menstrual cycle. Because I know for me, it's been very transformative. But how has it, um, you know, helped you get to know your menstrual cycle through your own menstrual cycle journey um, over the last however many years you've been menstruating? Yeah. Hmm. Well, one of the things that I um, was, I just wrote a book actually called Transformation Through Touch. And in that I spoke about um, like the middle section of the book is all about embodiment. And for me, embodiment is like, how do we get present with what's here right now? And one of the understandings of that is just to like to be with the cycles of life and to be with the seasons of, of, of our body. And recognizing like how I might feel like self-pleasuring during different stages of my bleed has been like a massive, massive piece and understanding for me. Um, I've been on a bit of a journey with this, so I won't go into too much detail, but basically, um, you know, a few years ago, I start, I had the uh, implanon in my arm, which is like mm-hmm. um, the, I don't know what it's called, but the contraceptive that they put in your arm and actually was creating like a lot of facial hair for me on my face. And they thought like, Oh, is it um, cysts on your ovaries and stuff and things like that. And it wasn't that it was just the contraceptive. So that was like one thing that has really messed with my hormones um, and, and created hair in, in places I've never had hair before. And I'm still working on and moving through that. Um, and then I got rid of that because I like started to realize that exactly that's what it was happening. And then I went on to using the coil and I had that for five years, the copper one with no hormone. And I had a really good time with it. In December time, I got the um, uh, coil again. And this was a 10 year one. And all of a sudden, like, and I was having really beautiful three day periods on that five year, um, five year coil. And um, I was bleeding and I was using my moon cup and it was really working for me. And then as soon as I had it changed over because it ran out, they put a 10-year one in me and it just completely changed my period. So I was having cramping in my, um, just before my period, I never experienced cramps before. The bleed was lasting over 10 days um, and it was just really like uncomfortable. And I started to look more and more into understanding the IUD and the, co- and the coil and how it works. And, I, and it showed me that the, the copper was just as um, bad as the hormones in certain, in certain ways. 
So I decided, and, and I realized this, this understanding, I was like, wow, like I've done all this work on embodiment. Of course I can trust myself to track my period and to take care of this. And once I, I realized that I was like, wow, and I'm 20, I'm 28 years old. I have to think about that. <laughs> I'm 28 years old and I'm only just getting to the stage where I feel like I can trust my body. And, um, like for me that that journey has been like, if I could go back and speak to myself, uh, this is one of your questions, but when I could speak to myself when I was younger, it would be to say to myself, actually, like you can trust your body. You know, even when I decided to have the coil out this, and I only had the coil out on Friday. So this is all like very new for me. I'm really getting to learn my, um, my bleed again. And that, yeah. through self-pleasure um, is to be like, one of the reasons why I did that as well is because my bleed was not, um, regular with the with these contraception contraceptives and I and I actually feel like the more I can understand it and be in a sync with it and know when things are coming and know when it's happening the more I can actually be in the natural cycle of my body mm-hmm. that was one of the cravings as well like I decided that I wanted to just know how my body operates without all of these different things that I need to stop having pregnancy um, and that was like a real longing for me. And so I'm sort of at the beginning of that journey now. And I'm, I'm really excited to be stepping into that space, which is why, yeah, which is why I've just said to you, I got that d- the daisy um, thermometer to start like tracking my cycle in that way. And I'm really curious to know, you know, when I'm fertile, when I'm not and all those pieces. I am so excited for you because even though you're a self-pleasure um, like coach or guide, whatever you want to call yourself in that aspect, and me being a women's menstrual cycle educator and a health educator, even I still deepen my own menstrual cycle connection and awareness. And for you, I'm just, I have this, I have chills just thinking about how much deeper your own self pleasure practice is going to get by allowing yourself to have a natural bleed. So like you said, like embracing the natural cycles of your own body and just going, oh, my God, I'm actually bleeding and my body's doing all of this magic. Like you talked about sex magic. You know, that same energy magic through menstruation is going to come when you naturally have your own menstrual cycle without the support or help or constriction of anything else. Mm-hmm. And um, it will take some time for your body to repattern. I like to think of it, and this is for anyone who's listening, so I wanted to share this with you, but, you know, it takes time for your body to repattern. It's kind of like... I like to explain it like as I'm a right, I write with my right hand. If I wanted to change and write with my left hand, the first few weeks would be a little bit challenging, but over the, the following weeks, it would become easier and I would find my own flow with it. It's the same thing when you're um, allowing your body to find its own natural cycle. It takes time. This is not a race. And like, you're very good at being present and embracing. So for everyone else who's listening, who's on this transitional journey, is that embrace how it feels every single day, really connect with yourself, honor what comes up and document it. Mm. You know, I'm running a free love your cycle challenge at the moment. And it's all about recognizing how you feel and what your body's trying to say to you. And you notice that with like the hair on your face, you notice that with the change in your menstrual cycle for your, sorry, your menstruation being longer. So I'm so excited for you, Vic. (laughs) I can't wait to bleed this month, you know, like the the last, you know, I did this in December, this whole year has been like really difficult periods, you know, and so I'm just like, I'm, and I actually love bleeding, like it's one of my favorite things, I wrote a post about it yesterday on Instagram, I don't know if you saw that one, I was talking about how my boyfriend makes I it, see it. 
In my boyfriend makes this joke, says, oh, it's Vic's per- first period again, because I just like to bleed. Like when it bleeds, it's like, I, actually, if I can just let it freely like move out of my body, it feels like so enjoyable. And I find like for me, like my sexual experience when I am bleeding is like really heightened. Like my body feels like more pleasure when I'm bleeding. It feels like this most beautiful lubricant for me to, to experience. So I feel really like blessed in that as well. Okay, amazing. Thank you for sharing. All right. I have another question to, as we recap and kind of summarize everything from my chat today is I know that there's going to be a number of listeners who have never really known or thought about self-pleasuring. And because you are the self-pleasure coach and educator, mm-hmm. tell us and share with our listeners how, if they're at the beginning of this self-pleasure journey for themselves, how can they connect with their body every day? And what would you recommend for them to start with in embracing their self-care journey? Mm, beautiful. Love that question. <sighs> so um, the first thing I would do is like do your normal self-pleasure and then write about it. Like, this is what I like about my self-pleasure. This is what how my body feels at pleasure. This is how my, um, this is one of the things that I wish was better better or more enjoyable and just sort of document and journal about like your experience when you do that and then the next day self-pleasure but differently take away the goal take away the habitual ways that you do things and purposely break the patterns that you noted in your journal the day before and so that look to me looks like setting a timer on your phone for like 30 minutes um if you want to check out Tantric Witch on um, Spotify, I have like a whole bunch of playlists that you can check out and just putting on one of these playlists for 30 minutes and just dropping into your body and then just seeing what's there and just like being okay with any emotion that arises um, and then like leaning into the emotions going, Oh wow. What would it mean if I actually just like used sound breath and movement to move through whatever was there in my body? So just change your breath a bit, <sighs> like change anything just pattern breaking exactly how you would do things in the past. If you're feeling like a contraction in your heart, it's like tapping on the heart or, um, you know, just like slapping the arms or, or rubbing the arms and bringing that, that, that concentration. And one of the things I love to say is like, there's a massive difference between if I'm standing here touching, talking to you and I'm just touching my arm like this, like I might not feel it. But as soon as I drop into my body and just like consciously feel, like that feels completely different to touch myself when I'm fully inside my body and I'm not focusing on talking to you or, mm-hmm. or doing anything else. And all I'm doing is just like connecting to that conscious touch. Turned inward rather than turned outward. Exactly that. Yeah. Mm. Okay. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing. What would be your top three ways that you like to self pleasure daily mm-hmm. or every few days? Because I know that there's going to be women who are like, so is that just, masturbating like what is like how can I self-pleasure so can you be a little bit more specific on like maybe your top three ways so that women can kind of explore their own self-pleasure yeah I mean ways is an interesting thing for me to get my head around in this moment because it feels like it really is just like whatever is there Mm -hmm. how can I do that and I feel like the three ways that I do that is like enhancing either sound breath or movement and I kind of like some, one of the things that I would do is just like drop into my body and go, okay, where am I feeling expansive and where am I feeling contracted? You know, if I'm feeling quite expansive in my, in my sex area, my genitals, then I'd be like, oh, wow, we're going to really go there today. And, and I am going to touch my, touch my yoni and, and, and pleasure myself in that way. And then if I'm feeling like contracted there and I might feel, or I might feel contracted in my throat, for instance, 
then I might be singing and I would just bring voice to that or I'd just been humming or whatever it is that wants to happen to, to open up the parts of me that feel contracted. So it's just like, like leaning into the expansive parts of, our, of ourselves and, and leaning into the contracted parts. Whereas I feel like what we usually do is just go, what feels expansive and go there, like on a subconscious level, obviously we don't have mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. We just go, cool, my sex feels alive, let's go straight there. But it's like, what would it be like if your sex felt um, contracted and you was like, what if I just sat and like cupped my yoni today and just like sat with her and just like gave her love and gave her the understanding that she doesn't need to do anything and that there's no pressure. I love that. And I love that you mentioned about expansion and contraction because all the listeners who have either done the Well Women program that I teach or been a client of mine or have been and done the challenges that I do know that I teach a lot on the ancestral theory of expansion and contraction in your body, physically, nutritionally, and emotionally. So I love that you brought that up because they'll be able to relate to that. So as we wrap up, Vic, I want to thank you so much for joining us through this episode and expanding on more about what self-pleasure actually is and what a somatic sexologist does, because it's such a new world for somatic sexologists. I feel like it's very underplayed, just like menstrual cycles. So tell us and our listeners how they can find you if they want to connect with you and learn a little bit more about what you do before I wrap up with, with my final question. Sure. So um, you can find me on tantric.witch on Instagram mm-hmm. or on victoriaredbard.com. That's my website, um, Victoria Redbard on Facebook as well. I'm going to pop all those links in the show notes along with a link. I made note to do this with your Spotify account because I think mm-hmm. a lot of women would really like to connect with that so that you guys will find all of that in the show notes. Oh, so God. Vic, <laughs> final question. I love, I'm so into my music at the moment too, so I definitely want to share that with everybody final question is if you were to give yourself three guiding tips to your younger self that is as a teen or a tween as you're starting to menstruate i know you've already given one about trusting your body what would your three tips be (sighs) or support you could call them supporting lessons (laughs) i think it's like one of them it feels really around intuition Mm mm-hmm so it feels like trust, like it would be a big lesson in how to trust the, your intuition. And that looks to me like not making it a head job. <laughs> so if like often, like in the past when I was younger, I used to like have these intuitive thoughts and I'd almost like gaslight myself and be like, oh no, that's, I'm crazy for thinking that because I had no proof. And it's actually like, no, that's that I should definitely trust my, my gut instinct, my intuition. It's true, but it's like how I choose to relate to it. It's like the piece that might be for me, the piece that was crazy was like, if I was to relate to it in a really intense way, but for me, intuition comes in and it's like a knowing and an understanding, but I don't have to feel anxiety or worried or create anything that's different. It's just like trusting and letting go of any control for what I see is intuitively coming. So that's one. Um, Mm -hmm. A second one I would say would be, to process, to allow the emotions to come through my body, to allow myself to be like, like penetrated by the pain of the world and um, know that I don't need to make any bad meanings of anything or any stories about what emotions mean in my body. So it's like, if I experience anxiety, I'm not an anxious person. You know, it's like everybody experiences anxiety. It's like, how can I just let the emotion come into my body, penetrate my body and then and move through me by using sound breath and movement. So like, and that for me is the big piece around self-pleasure practice. 
Um, and the third one is, is that like, you don't have to do it all on your own. Like one of the reasons why I created the self-pleasure circles for women was because um, I saw this thing in sisterhood for myself where I was that, that girlfriend that would just would not shut up about their, their ex-boyfriend or like the, the breakup they just had. And I would just go on about it. And what happened was, as I was like, I was even sick of just repeating the same stuff over and over again and being stuck in my head when, cause really what I was asking for was support from my sisters. And so what I then created was like, actually, if we all come together and be with whatever is there, even if one of my friends is having a really great pleasurable experience and I'm having a really horrible emotional cathartic time, like that is actually really supportive. Her staying in her fullness while I stay in my, in my, in my move through my emotions like that is actually the most supportive thing sisters can do for one another. So it's like this different, it's like, I experience it like women being like the pillars, like they're like holding me up with just being in their fullness of themselves. Um, and that is so different than somebody like pushing me a box of tissues my way and being like, Oh, they're there, you know, or like mm-hmm. talking to me over and over again and just getting me to stay in my head. It's like, what if I just got to stay in my emotional experience and I didn't have to be in that on my own, you know? that's a massive thing. Mm, it's vulnerable to put yourself out there and be like, I need some support. Mm. And this is how I'm feeling. Can you support me through this? Or can you guide us, guide me through this? So I love those three tips, especially the last one about you don't have to do it alone. Yeah. <sighs> women need women. That's what like the whole sisterhood sorority you could say is. So Vic, I want to say thank you so much for joining us on the Well Women podcast. I really hope everyone who's listening got so much out of embracing what self-pleasure actually is and learning some ways in which they can look at self-pleasure in a different way rather than an erotic way. So thank you so much. Ladies, you can find everything from today's episode in the show notes and be sure to reach out to Vic, go to Tendrick Witch, say hi, tune in with what she's doing and learn a little bit more about self-pleasure there if you want to dive deeper. So thank you everyone for listening and have an amazing day. Vic, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. Thanks for you're, having me. You're welcome. I've loved it. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to every episode of the Well Women podcast. I trust you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you got a lot out of it too, please subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes or your podcast app. This means together we can inspire, connect, and educate even more women. Now, is there a bestie, a sister, or a friend who you know may be frustrated and confused with their health? Are they ready to discover new aspects of themselves too? Well, take a screenshot of this podcast episode, share it on your social media, email it, text it, or any way you need to get it to their ears. So together, we can all live in flow, harmony, and balance with our bodies. And be sure to tag me in it too. Hashtag Well Women Podcast. For everything we mentioned in today's episode, you can find this in the show notes over at wellsome.com forward slash podcast. Until next time, beautiful, get connected, listen to your body, and remember, body confidence all begins with living in tune with your menstrual cycle. Bye.